Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Good night, or should I say good early morning to many of you who are probably listening to this in the morning. Uh, this is the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Uh, basically been on hiatus for a little while just because of how crazy the NFL season has been and pretty much everything else in the world of sports. Uh, not even getting into the sovereign nation that is currently influencing Control over the NBA, which we shall not name, so we don't get taken off of iTunes. But uh, with ever possible business interest there could be. But uh, we got to talk about this Dodgers-Nationals game. Game 5 that just concluded. We're a little past midnight uh, here on the East Coast. And the Nationals got the monkey off their back. Thanks and no... No small part to Clayton Kershaw, one of my favorite targets on this show because I keep saying it time after time after time. Nobody listens. Nobody questions when I call out the Dodgers for giving an extension when it's duly undeserved to Mr. Kershaw for repeated postseason failures. And of course, it came back to bite them in the ass yet again, because guess what? With the amount of money that they ex- increased for Kershaw's extension to $38 million per year, guess what? The, uh, the Dodgers never had much of a bullpen this year, and guess what? It, it, it reared its ugly head again in the postseason. But let's get down to it. The Nationals go into L.A., and take down the Dodgers 7 to 3 in 10 innings in a game they were trailing 3 to 1 heading into the 8th inning why is Clayton Kershaw on the mound in the 8th inning for the Dodgers facing Anthony Rendon and Juan Soto first of all folks are going to say but Dwayne he's their best pitcher Incorrect. It's not even close to have Walker Buehler is the Dodgers' ace of the staff. It, it's it's not even a debate anymore. Even the Dodgers have had to acknowledge this. But Dwayne, Clinton Kershaw has great numbers against the Nationals. Err, wrong. Clinton Kershaw against the entire roster of the Washington Nationals in his career has... Uh, they have a 279 batting average against him. And up until 
uh, tonight, they only hit uh, three home runs. I say up until tonight because the the Nationals hit two bombs against them in the postseason. Clayton Kershaw in the postseason gets owned no matter who the opponent is. I don't care what anyone tries to say to defend it. I don't care what they say about what the pitch selection was. Clayton Kershaw pitches scared in the postseason and teams pounce on it. It is obvious uh, that teams are pouncing on it. And the uh, fact that matters, even when he had great stuff, Clayton Kershaw pitched, uh, pitches scared in the postseason. Now his stuff is very good. It ain't great anymore. So he he fe- the, the Nationals feasted upon two 80, uh, 88 to 89 per hour fastballs. Well, yeah. They were probably uh, decent enough uh, uh, pitch uh, pitches where they were located, but if it's only eighty-eight to eighty-nine, a really good hitter can take advantage of that. And when you're going up against the two best hitters in the lineup, guess what? He had no business being out there. I'm waiting to hear what they. Dave Roberts has to say, uh, the Dodgers manager, has to say on his rationale for keeping Kershaw out there. Because it it boggles my mind with a team that says they care all about the analytics, as the Dodgers do. It boggles my mind that the constant acquiescing to a guy who has career numbers under 500 in the postseason, slugging, Batting average, walks, home runs allowed, all higher. It's all higher. He gives up home runs like it's a he's a Pez dispenser. It's not even close that Clayton Kershaw is a terrible postseason pitcher. I've been talking about this for well over a decade. He's not a good postseason pitcher. We've had it's like. Most people always say when it comes to the postseason, it's too small of a sample size. Clint Kershaw has been has been utterly miserable in the postseason for years upon years, and his defenders have been going to bat for him for years. He's thirty one years old at this point. He's not a kid anymore. He has been terrible. He continues to be terrible. Here are Clayton Kershaw's. Updated postseason stats. In 32 games, he's had 25 starts. So again, this is whether he's starting or he's in the bullpen. And he lost game two for the Dodgers as well. And people were like, oh, he pitched well. No, he gave up three runs at five innings. That's not a quality start either. So he wasn't, he didn't pitch, he didn't pitch awful, but he wasn't great either. So stop trying to accentuate the positive. I'm tired of this. Clayton Kershaw's career stats in 32 games with 25 starts. His record is now 9-11. He got no decision tonight, obviously, because the game went to the extras. His ERA is 4.43 over 158 innings. 158 innings. He's got a career ERA of 2.4. He's almost double that in the postseason. Again, this is what I talk about when I I say the man pitches scared in the postseason. 
K's through nine innings, 9.7. It's not the K's in the strikeouts because the numbers are still there for the K's. It's the home runs allowed. It's the big old 24 home runs allowed. When he gives up, he gives up deep bombs. It's like these aren't questionable hits. Like he gets hit hard. And the reason why he gets hit hard is because he can't, uh, he pitches to contact. In the postseason, when you're going up against excellent uh, hitters, the swing and misses aren't there. So you have to be able to pitch a different style to actually get hitters out in the postseason. And he is utterly incapable of doing so. I'm tired of having this argument with folks who keep going by stats alone. Stats don't always tell you everything you need to know because it is different in certain circumstances. There's no question about that. There's no question about that. And, oh, and the best part about all this is the Dodgers are 15-17 and 17 in the postseason games Kershaw has appeared in. Supposedly, the star of your franchise, the ace of your franchise, you are better without than you are with him. I'm, I'm done. I am absolutely done talking about the Dodgers with their insistence on trying to make uh, Clinton Kershaw the focal point of uh, the franchise. Because this is the one bugaboo, and and, and it's, and I'll give you the opposite example of uh, why certain guys can get highlighted and be the face of the franchise. When the Seattle Seahawks were going through their process with the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson, and the Legion of Boom members kept complaining about how the Seahawks basically make the team about Russell Wilson and they couldn't stand Russell Wilson. Guess what? The Seahawks still found ways of winning games with Russell Wilson, even though every single member of the Legion of Boom is gone. Richard Sherman's gone. Earl Thomas is gone. I mean, you go down the list. Everyone, Cam Chancellor, gone. Everyone's gone from Seattle. Yet, the Seahawks keep winning. Because Russell Wilson is that good. When you have a guy that good and delivers in clutch moments in the postseason as well, that's the face of your franchise. That's the guy people can rally behind. The fact that Clayton Kershaw is so well-liked is the only reason why he hasn't gotten ragged on more by his teammates. Because they don't want to rag on him. They want Clayton to succeed. But he is the biggest friggin' anchor on the entire squad. That Dodgers team is too good with 106 wins in the regular season to be going out in the wildcard round. To the Nationals, no less. Like, the Nationals are not good. They're not that good. I actually, as as underwhelming as the St. Louis Cardinals are, the Cardinals are probably going to the World Series. Which is comical. This was such a weak year for the National League. The Dodgers had every right to cruise to the World Series and now find themselves with a very long offseason answering questions about Kershaw and why he can't get over the hump. When the simple fact of the matter is, he could never get over the hump. That was the that was always the bugaboo of Kershaw. I couldn't understand 
why the Dodgers committed as much money as they did, knowing that they were so far over the luxury tax and that it was going to hamper them acquiring any other players. The Dodgers had to trade so many players to justify giving Kershaw a contract extension and a raise on top of that. Like, I'm laughing because literally the Dodgers put themselves in this mess. They didn't have to. They absolutely could have avoided this entirely. The Dodgers have the fourth highest payroll in baseball at just over $200 million. They had to move a ton of contracts, including Yachil Puig, just to get under $200 million. They still are paying into the luxury tax. The problem is, and because of everything that they had to do to accommodate for Kershaw, the, uh, they had to move all those uh, players because they are just under the luxury tax uh, uh, space Beca- uh, because of... Uh, of the additional luxury tax bill. So the only teams that are still uh, uh, facing higher uh, uh, luxury tax penalties are the Red Sox, the Cubs, and the Yankees. The Cubs had to fire Joe Madden because they're paying so much money in luxury tax, they can't justify Joe Madden's salary if he can't get them into the postseason. This is a simple fact of the matter. As bad as the, uh, as bad as the starting pitching staff has been, that's why he got fired. The Red Sox couldn't fire Joey Cora because Joey Cora just got him to a World Series. So they fired Dave Dombrowski because he was the GM who put some of those bad deals in place uh, for the disaster run that they had, even though it came down to Chris Sale's elbow basically imploding on itself. And we have the Yankees, who basically have been trying to trim as much salary as possible by going young, but still had so much salary on the books Hello, Jacoby Ellsbury. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know, y- y- with uh, all these players that don't play for the team anymore that are still on the uh, on the cap, the even the Yankees still are uh, getting hit. I mean, because the luxury tax threshold is two hundred six million, so it's only a couple of teams that are paying for it, and because they're paying for it, it actually sustains teams like the Rays. Who pay nothing. Absolutely nothing. At all. So when you come right down to it. As much as people talk about Moneyball. And teams being smarter with their payrolls. You basically have the Yankees. Third highest payroll. The Dodgers. Fourth highest payroll but got knocked out. The Nationals. Seventh highest payroll. The Cardinals. Just traded for Paul Goldschmidt in the offseason. And guess what? It paid off dividends because they're back in the uh, National League Championship Series after drumming out the Braves. The Cardinals are sixth in payroll. The Braves are out of it now after getting drummed out of it uh, in impressive fashion, 13-1. In a 10-run first inning, no less. Atlanta is going to be in the Garrett Cole sweepstakes. Because they got a brand new stadium, and they got and they got to fill butts in the seats. Because Atlanta getting their asses handed to them, ten straight postseason uh, series in a row. Fans are not coming are not going to pay high dollar prices for that new stadium if the team can't get out of 
playoff series in the wild card round. Or, uh, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. The Braves have lost 10 straight postseason matchups. They Something's got to change. So the Braves are going to be in the Garrett Cole sweepstakes now, along with the Yankees. And there are going to be a number of other teams. This is like one of the rare times that the Yankees should have prioritized a top pitcher and still might not get them because there are so many teams that need a number one pitcher. But the Dodgers need Garrett Cole. And they need Garrett Cole because Clinton Kershaw, as I've said repeatedly, it made no sense bringing back Clayton Kershaw. They needed to turn the page on Clayton Kershaw. They could have gone, gotten someone cheaper like Patrick Corbin, who's on the Nationals. They could have gotten a Patrick Corbin and been, been able to bring in some other guys for that bullpen. Instead, they gave all the money to Kershaw, didn't have any money for anyone else, and had to trade a bunch of guys to get under the luxury uh, tax. Now you have guys like Jock Peterson coming up for arbitration deals. You got Corey Seager who also has uh, deals coming up uh, for arbitration. You're going to have to start moving some of those players to get other guys uh, in place because the bottom line is the Dodgers don't want to pay the luxury tax and they've committed all this money to Clayton Kershaw who can't get it done in the postseason. It's as simple as that, folks. It really is that simple. I'm going to talk about uh, some other uh, some other topics uh, later on. We got the uh, the, the Giants, uh, my New York football Giants, going to New England to get their asses handed to them by the Patriots. No one is available. <laughs> In terms of skill position players, the Giants are down to the practice squad at this point because we've we've we're down two wide receivers, our tight end our running back, and our backup running back. Most of the O-line's banged up. And yet still, the Giants are insisting on starting Daniel Jones when you have the highest-paid backup in the league in Eli Manning available to take one more loss for the team. Because why are you sacrificing? Like, if this season's about developing Daniel Jones, why are you putting him in a no-win situation? Because nothing good can come out of this in the Wingling game. Nothing good with as depleted as the roster is. But you know what? I'm going to have, I'm going to uh, uh, just fume a bit uh, once I get some sleep. uh, Because it's already getting late. Maybe uh, I'll uh, uh, get someone on the line in the morning to talk about this uh, baseball game. But, uh, you know, just if you're a Dodgers fan, you deserve this. I'll be I'll be perfectly honest because I've had enough Dodgers fans tr- try to yell at me over the years for saying that Madison Bumgarner is better than Kershaw and it's not even a it's not even a close debate it, it's not even a close debate this was obvious the Dodgers bullpen was hampered by the fact that the Dodgers brought back Kershaw it's as simple as that and both issues reared its ugly head in an elimination game tonight. The Dodgers have only themselves to blame, and oh wait a second, do oh wait a second, oh, Dave Roberts is available. Okay, l- 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 let's hear from Dave Roberts on how he actually uh, how he actually uh, justified uh, uh, justified uh, uh, 
this uh, with uh, Kershaw. I want to hear this one. Hold on. Let's start. Let's tune into this one. With, with, with uh, Kenta right there, it was one of those Clayton. I felt good about Clayton right there at Eden. And um, when you got Rendon and Soto, so I felt that um, I like Clayton too. I don't know what it was, a couple pitches. And we had Clayton ready for whatever today. And uh, so for my to go through Soto, Kenta in this role, we really liked him against the right-hander. And um, the success that Clayton's had against Soto. He doesn't have success! I'll take Clayton, you know, any day in that situation. I just think it's one of those... What? ...for me to get Clayton with the low pitches to get Rendon and to go out there and get Soto. And um, to have Kenta behind him. Uh, that, was, that was my thought. In- what is he talking about? What is he talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm stunned. I'm legitimately stunned. Dave Roberts is literally just made up stats. Kershaw does not have a track record against Juan Soto. He does not have a track record. They, They hardly play the Nationals. Before, before uh, this postseason series, Juan Soto and Kershaw have had one at bat uh, beforehand. He hit Juan Soto before, and he walked him before. He doesn't have a track record against Juan Soto. So for Dave Roberts to go up there and say he has a great numbers against Soto, he just straight up lied. He straight up lied. I I, I I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. And uh, Rendon has a two sixty three batting average against Kershaw. He didn't have any hard hit balls until tonight when he gave up back-to-back home runs uh, to uh, Rendon and Soto on back-to-back pitches, which were 89 and in the zone. It wasn't terrible pitch location, but it's 89 in a zone to two hitters that both have over 30 home runs. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what people expect me to say when I rag on Clinton Kershaw repeatedly. And then I hear that kind of BS excuse for justifying his existence on the postseason roster, it boggles my mind that that could have actually been the thought process. Mind-boggling. Absolutely mind-boggling. And, and, and oh, God. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm just speechless. I'm legitimately speechless. Because I'm not saying Kenta Maeda is going to light the world on fire. But no one on the Nationals has better than a 200 batting average against Maeda. No one. No one on the Nationals has a, a, a good track record against Maeda. Granted, it's small sample sizes.
but uh, Kershaw's sample size against the Nationals is even bigger than Maeda's. And it ain't that sterling. At, like, again, the fascination with Clinton Kershaw, because they look at his regular season numbers and think it translates into the postseason, it's two complete and distinct scenarios. I'm sick and tired of trying to argue with people about it. Play Playoff baseball, it is still different than regular season baseball. You can't get away with things in the regular season that you do in the postseason. It's... I... I, I you know what? It's late. I'm 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 ready hearing uh hearing the stupid commentary that most folks would say is like, but Dwayne, you gotta look at the numbers. The numbers don't always tell everything you need to know. That's all I'm gonna say. And the Dodgers found that out the hard way because Dave Roberts mismanaged two straight World Series in a row, and guess what? They're out in the divisional round because it bit them in the ass again. By trying to make something out of Kershaw that he's not. He's not a clutch pitcher. We've been over this enough times and have enough evidence to be able to say that definitively. Enough already. Alright, I'm signing off for tonight. Uh, uh, Whenever you guys get a chance to listen to this, obviously feel free to comment and and, uh, give your own takes as well. But that's all for tonight. I'll catch you uh, guys uh, a little a little bit later on in the week, or may, maybe I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll be less cranky in the morning to discuss this further. Take it easy. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic, but today work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, You create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.